Jesus. So I sing to my Father, Father, precious Father, mighty Father. So I sing to my Spirit, Spirit, Holy Spirit, mighty Spirit. Let your living water flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control. In every situation that has troubled my heart, all my cares and burdens unto you I roll. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. So that's um, one of the old time songs that used to sing. I don't even recall who sang it. I don't think I ever really knew but the song used to sing about Jesus, about God, you know, and it's, it talks about letting the living water of Christ flow over my soul and, you know, let the Holy Spirit come and take control in every situation that troubles my heart, all my cares and my burdens unto you I rule. I think it's yeah. I think it's one of those old school. I, I think it's probably from somewhere from the US. I think. But anyways, um, so I hope you're well. I hope you're doing well. Um, unfortunately, I didn't do a recording yesterday. Um, just sort of like skipped. I mean, let's do, it didn't skip my mind. But I there's a, there's a moment I've I've come to realize that when I miss the morning um, window, you know, my day gets ahead of me, and then. It then depends on if I then remember or I'm able to in the later hours of the of the evening. It's almost impossible to do it during the day. And you know, you, when the Bible talks about us having to redeem the time, you realize that there's a time and a season for everything. And you know, I think we always have this belief that we can do something at any time. There's, you know, I, I mean, it's experience shows that that is not the case, and that there's some things that are better done at a particular time and when you've missed that window even when your mind still retains realizes that you want you, you need to do this thing you just find out that somehow all those tangible and intangible things that help you to be able to do that thing that you know to do that is right to do somehow that moment has just passed you're not able to do it anymore but there's a time when you just know that yes now's the time to do this once you miss it and, and you know the bible talks about this in ecclesiastes where Solomon said, you know, the race is not to the swift, nor the um, battle to him that is strong, but that time and chance happens to us all. But the problem is that we as human beings, we do not know our time. So, you know, we don't know when 
there's this whole thing about seizing the moment, seizing the day. We don't know when the time, the day, the season, the hour has come for us to do certain things. And I think as I'm using now, it's like the Holy Ghost is taking me in a different direction than I intended. Because Jesus used to say things like, the hour has come. So it was clear that Jesus walks according to time, according to season. He understood his time. He knew when it was the right time to do certain things. And he would say, there are times in the Bible where it's recorded that, you know, he didn't do this because his time had not yet come. Or they tried to, you know, attack him. They tried to apprehend him, but they couldn't because his time had not yet come. But when this this hour had come to be offered, he himself announced, he said, the hour has come for this and that to happen. Um, and you know, and there were other times in his preaching when he says, uh, when he said, he said, the time has come and now is that the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He was announcing, you know, the beginning of spiritual worship, which would be enabled by faith in Christ and by, you know, um, reconciliation with God through the sacrifice of His own blood and you know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit thereafter. So it's it's. Um, that's an important digression that the Holy Spirit just made me go on. So, yeah, the hour has now come. The hour has come. So, redeeming the time is a very, really important thing. So, when I do the podcast, and um, when I do it at the time I'm supposed to do it, like now, you know, then I'm able to do it. But when I miss that time for some reason, I always, you know, sometimes I tell myself, okay, I'll do it later. And whenever I procrastinate like that, that's when it doesn't get done. So, at the time when I think I'm, I'm now realizing, two, you know, almost two years into the game now that um, whenever I get that unction to record, I should just do it, just seize that moment, because that is probably the only time I have, I will have in the day, and it's not because there are no more hours, it's just that somehow all the tangibles and the intangibles will not be aligned for me to be able to settle down and dedicate those minutes, whether 15 to 30 minutes, to do the podcast, you know, all, all it takes to, 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 to load, upload and all and all of that and do editing if necessary, sometimes an hour, sometimes less. So, um, because of course this is not some very sophisticated thing, but praise God he uses it, he uses it anyway. And this is how you know that God is somebody that is able to make big things out of small things because he's just able to use something that is imperfect and something that is not polished and something that is you know way below you know what others would perhaps be doing and still make something good wonderful glorious and awesome meaningful out of it yeah it's you know when god is in something he makes all things beautiful in his time that's what the bible says about him so the most important thing whatever it is we're doing in our lives it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be well polished but the most important thing is that god must be in it and when God is in it, He will do what it needs. He will do. He will do what needs to be done, you know, to make sure that it it, it exceeds even your it exceeds your expectation. And um, yeah, that's just Him. So, I in the spirit of that song, I think I just wanted to meditate a bit about living water because actually that's really how I feel. Um, it's a prayer that I actually prayed this morning. So singing that song is not just about worship. It's 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 really asking that this Holy Spirit, you know, um, really fill up my soul and just sort of like comforts me from within and massage me. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, when the Holy Spirit, when Jesus said he would send to us a comforter, you know, and then I was, you know, 
when I used to read it in those days, I used to wonder what I felt, you know, okay, he sent the Holy Spirit because he knew that we would have troubles and all that, but I, as I'm speaking now, I realize that, I'm now realizing that he sent the Holy Spirit because he knew that we needed him to just be like a balm over our souls, particularly when you're a Christian and you give your life to Christ and you see because I think what Christianity has done for me is to see how broken and flawed this world is from God's perspective. It's made me see it much clearer. Although I think everybody can really see it now. Even people who don't believe in Christ. Things are really very broken. You know, I, I think most people see it now. I think so. I don't know if it's like that in your part of the world where you come from. But um, in my part of the world it's very much that way. And um, it's, it's things are just really broken. The world is, you know, upside down. You know what I'm saying? Right is wrong, wrong is right, and all of that. And we can't agree on right and wrong, which for me is really, 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 you know, it's really evil. And I begin to wonder if this current world is like this, what would the reign of the Antichrist on earth be like? I mean, that would be really, really, it would be, I think it's just going to be like worse than hell on earth. I don't even know how to describe how that would be so anyways um so just i'm just going to read a few scriptures about the living water of god and i will also talk about news on that on how that feels to me and i believe that as we read the scripture all of us that need to experience that living water we would you know god will cause us to have a divine and tangible experience of him in jesus name amen i just want to appreciate the lord in my life and you know whenever we gather together like this because we are gathered even though it's not at the same time you probably be listening to this hours days maybe even weeks or months after i've recorded it as some people do as the word as the lord takes his word over you know the nations and across the nations you know um when we gather like this is an opportunity for god to you know just minister to us and you know and um for him to just to just you know it's almost like when you send your your car to the mechanic they just do a general checkup and that's what the holy spirit does for me when at the times when we i stare him up either through prayer or just musing in my heart to him or reading the scriptures like we're about to do right now which is really a very powerful thing i think many times we because of the culture of our current world we read the bible um to ourselves but I'm now beginning to realize that there is something very spiritual about reading the Bible aloud. Because the, the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's somehow the power is unleashed when you speak it. I don't understand why that is the case, you know, but it's it's that way. When you there's something it does to the atmosphere. The atmosphere, I think the universe recognizes that it was created by the word of God. So when you um, speak that word out outwardly the universe responds it recognizes because it is that same source that created it it's like the creature recognizing the creator yes thank you Spirit. That, that's how it is so when because the bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable so so long as you're reading that word that really came from god the universe hears it responds to it and begins to adapt and change and everything that is created in that universe that needs to shift and align with that word begins to do so that's what i found out so 
reading the Bible scriptures aloud has a great big power. You know, I we did a musing on the seven Psalms early on in this musing. Um, I think sometime in 2020, probably June in 2020, if you go back into the reference, you would see it. And that was one of our most popular episodes where I talked about the power in reading the seven Psalms. And I thought it was just about the Psalms, but now I'm realizing that it's also because I was sharing my experience of of reading seven Psalms aloud and what God will use it to do. So I thought it was because the Psalms are very powerful. I now realize that it's not just because they were powerful, but because I had developed this habit of reading them aloud, you know, when I was going through stuff and I would read the word of God. And those seven Psalms, the first seven Psalms, they're quite um, unique in that they, they really address, you know, emotional, physical trouble and turmoil and all that sort of stuff. Just challenges, life's challenges. They provide those sort of... Um, centering prayers that, that that can fit all sorts of situations that you're going through so they're they're good things it, it, it's just a really is a, a, a very useful go-to anyway i won't recap my seven thumbs podcast I mean, episode so please if you if this if you're curious please just go and read it so we're going to read aloud again and that's why i read aloud sometimes read the scriptures out loud of course i have to read it aloud for you guys to 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 hear it here yeah, but it, it's also very spiritual so Please feel free to do so in your own private time as well. So let's start off with um, the book of John. In fact, all of them are in the book of John, actually. It's the whole living water verses. There's some other places where water and life were recorded um, in Isaiah, in Revelation. But most of the living water, you know, as in those two words going together, are in the book of John. So let's start from John 4, 14. I'll, I'll just read a few, um, you know, and we'll allow God to do what he will with his words, as he always does. So John 4, 14 says, but, and this was Jesus speaking um, to his audience at the time, and he says, But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So Jesus says that um, as we receive him, we receive living water a well of water that springs up in us unto everlasting life okay so let's read john 7 38 it says he that believes on me again he's also talking about that as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water so i think he quotes isaiah there as the scripture has said so anybody that believes on christ the promise is that out of our bellies which means um, the, the that means out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water so if we put the two together so what's it, what when we get saved jesus gives to us a well of water which springs up into eternal life and that well is in our heart and out of it we continue to flow rivers of living water to bless us to soothe us just like that song said and also to overflow unto others around us as well as we stir it up you know to do so so the next one is john chapter 4 13 to 15 which says and jesus answered him he was having the conversation with the woman at the well the lady of samaria and she said um jesus answered and said unto her whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again that's the natural water that they were was at the well but whosoever drinks of the water that i will give shall never thirst but the water that i shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto 
everlasting life. And the woman says on, said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I shouldn't thirst, so that I don't need to come here and be drawing water. Now, she was talking about physical water. Jesus was talking about spiritual water, water for the soul. And, um, and he said that whosoever drinks of this water shall never thirst again, because the water that I will give in him will be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So well... So water that is enough to meet our everyday spiritual needs. That's the promise of Jesus and God to us. Yeah. John 7:37. In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Revelation 21, 6. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a test of the fountain of the water of life freely. So there is the water that Jesus gives to us as salvation when we give our life to him. It's a well of water. It's living water. It's in our heart. It's spiritual. We cannot see it, but we can feel its effect as it moves over our soul. It comes to heal us from within, to comfort us from within, to strengthen us from within, to encourage us from within, to protect us from within. And to save us from within. And the Bible describes it as a well springing up unto everlasting life. So it's like bubbles of water. It's like that well is there, but it springs up every now and then. And as it comes out, it washes, it cleanses, it heals, it delivers. But only as we stir it. You know, and it's it's there. Whether we realize it or not, it's there. Jesus says that person will never thirst again, will never hunger. The vacuum in that person's soul will be filled. But it doesn't mean that, and I think what I'm getting from this is that it's the realization of this being there that makes the difference and knowing how to stir up that living water. So this morning, so, so I now you know i'm now thinking that you know this this song is really quite apt and spiritual because it's almost like that person is is singing that song that person is saying let your living water flow over my soul let your holy spirit come and take control so it's almost like in those moments when you just feel like you need the comfort of god you speak it into existence and this is what that song was trying to do very scriptural because that's exactly it says living water flow over my soul let your holy spirit come and take control in every situation yes because god has promised us that we'll never thirst again in other words we will never lack what's the kind of help that we need to deal with the issues of life or just generally just to function or to love him or to serve him because the living water comes to give us the ability to do that which we are able to naturally and that includes worshiping god walking with him fellowshipping with him caring about what he cares about living water just comes to make us more like him from within rather than we struggling to be like god through external actions that have no basis in who we are from inside the living water also comes to remove us from you know remove every envy malice all of those negative emotions lusts and desires things that we you know that came we grew into but that are very very contrary to god's way of life so the living water comes to make us more like god but it's from within and i think the role that as a you know i think the role, role i have to play in, in, is to make sure 
at least in my own life that I crave for that living water and I allow it to do what it is there to do I think that's the thing because the living water can only flow it's still in my it's in my heart it's it can it's only it's a, yeah yeah I have to draw out of it so it's like any well it's okay yes I'm now understanding the way it works so this is the thing so because yes because it says he had said it's a well of water springing up into everlasting life so now this is the thing those of us who come from third world countries will understand this analogy so a well is it, well it's almost like a tap really because even if you have a tap in your house as well if you don't turn on the tap water is not going to flow so the well you use the analogy of a well and a well is you know it, you dig a well far into the ground and every well is very deep in fact some wells are but most wells when people or, or cats anybody falls or stones anything that falls into a well you can't get it out it's it's they make them so deep because most of the time the water levels uh, the water you know they really go down to the bottom of the earth sometimes in some places the wells are dog shallow because you can't go very deep or, and then you can still get water but most wells are really quite deep even the so-called shallow wells are deep you know what i'm saying they're not places you want to jump into they're not like swimming pool depth they're much deeper than that but then the thing is to be able to draw water from a well you have to take some very deliberate action you have to take your bucket lower it down into the well hit where the water is, table is and then draw it out before you can then go and take the water and put it where you need it to be if jesus says the what he has put in us is a well of water then definitely we really need to draw it out it's not something that is going to flow just by itself i've never heard of a well overflowing just i mean really even the most shallow of wells um the shallow wells or, or the wells that are full you, when you open you can see the water some you oh, look down you can't even see the water where it is i hate those sort of wells you know it's been a long time i've looked into a well but it, there was a time when we um you know i lived in places where there were wells so um you know um, yeah so i i knew what it looks like so you have to really really go deep you know before so I, I i think this is very useful for me because and, and i love it when the holy spirit just teaches me honestly i should never miss any podcast any episode because god really teaches me stuff i didn't know so this explains to me why one can go through prolong, prolonged periods of despair and depression even when you're a christian and you wonder why it's happening to you it's because the well of water that jesus has deposited in us is deep and it's in your soul you have to draw it out it can lay there stagnant unused if we are too we feel too broken to drop it to draw it out at that point in time the holy spirit can still you know help us as we reach out to him but that deposit that we have in us that indwelling living water except you draw it out and some people draw it out through you know you get to a place where you can actually begin to pray and converse with god even if it's to pour out your heart all of that will release the living water but you just need to draw it out in fact you have to get to a point that you draw it out even if it is in a lament to the lord you know but if you don't do anything and i'm speaking from experience here because i think for a very long time you know you just have to get to that place but god is good because he he will help you get to that place where 
yeah, he will help you get to that place where you, you know, at least that's what he did for me. He helped me get to the place where I began to draw from the well. And part of it was even starting me, getting me to start this podcast, which has been very, very therapeutic and really, really, you know, I, I, I don't know, groundbreaking for me in my life. So, yeah, I think I'll just leave it that way. I'll try to put a lot of these scriptures into the description so anyone who you can go and read this by yourself as well. But, um, yeah, so in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus, let this living water flow over our souls and let His Holy Spirit take control in every situation that troubles our hearts, everything. And we, we, we trust Him that He will do that which He knows to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted.